Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. We're back on FST Game Day Edition. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Mike Blewett, Scott Angle, and Jim Day. Taking you around the world of fantasy football. We're going to do wide receivers and tight ends. and We'll actually take some calls a little bit later this hour. Uh, I'll tell you when those phone lines are open. It'll be uh, about a half an hour from now is when we'll do that. So, again, if you're joining us on Twitter, please do so at FNTSY Radio. I'm at Mike Blewett. Scott Angle is at Scott E. Roto X, that's EX at the end. And then Jim Day is at Fantasy Taz, T-A-Z. So uh, for those of you listening on TuneIn and iHeartRadio and a variety of terrestrial radio stations across the country, plus Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for listening for free. And please uh, rate us, subscribe us, tell us how much you love me. And, you know, the other guys, do whatever you want to do. But <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I love both of these guys oh, yeah, as well. yeah, keep doing like that. I'm going to start singing. <laughs> please don't. Go ahead. We might, we might, I'll wrap you we, we might have we might lose some downloads. Uh so please don't. Uh so big news of the day. Look, we, we have a bunch of injury stuff that we've gone through already. Fournette looks like he's going to play. McCoy looks like he's going to play. Golden Tate may be out. Um what else? Randall Cobb looks like he's out. Um am I missing any big ones here, guys? Doug Baldwin is back. That's a big one. Um Joe Mixon's still out, very, so Gio Bernard. Limited pitch count, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, reared one. Did you mention Randall Cobb? I did. Yes. I did. Yeah, Alshon Randall Jeffrey. He, uh, looks he, like, looks like both San Francisco running backs are, are going to play today. Was that you, Jim? Reed on Morris? Is that what you said? Yeah, that, yeah. I was just trying to get that in case people were asking. Uh, the Bears ruled out cornerbacks Prince of Mukamara and Marcus Cooper. So keep that in mind with the Fitz thing. Uh Look, that's not a good thing. They still have very talented wide receivers. We expect this thing to run out on Fitz eventually, but the start, you know, you have two corners out. That's a big deal. Anthony Miller, who caught a touchdown pass, uh, caught a touchdown pass earlier this year. He is not out. He's out with a shoulder injury. Uh, so the one guy I'll say, and I don't want to preface the entire wide receiver conversation on this, but the Anthony Miller thing has me thinking more about Taylor Gabriel. I actually looked at Taylor Gabriel and picked him up in a league or two this week. While it hasn't been in any way explosive because of the manner in which Scott Trubisky has barely been throwing the ball down the field, we thought that might be opportunity for Tariq Cohen to explode onto the scene, but Taylor Gabriel appears to see some of these shorter passes thus far. Yeah, but just that whole Bears offense, it's... It's like unless I'm desperate, I'm not putting any Bears receiver, you know, other than Allen Robinson into my lineup. And daily, he's worth the play, especially if you're playing in a tournament. You know, that's the kind of dice roll that you take, you know, that could be a difference maker. I know daily Roto is, uh, 
you know, they're very hip on him for today. And if you use the lineup optimizer, you know, I, I kept him in there and he was coming out in a lot of my lineups. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, I did the same thing, Scott. I, I found the same exact thing with Gabriel. And look, you know, the good thing is he's seen 17 targets the last two weeks. The bad thing is it's still Trubisky throwing the ball. Yeah. Yeah. What are the air yards on those targets? I'd no, like to know. Right. Exactly. Not much yeah. of anything. Uh, it's as low as yeah. it is in the entire league, uh, to your guys' point. So, um, oh, so one thing I did not mention uh, during the show, so it's my fault, is the two bye weeks. I, I hope. Those of you listening already know about him, but bench your Panthers and your Washington football team players. So Smitty, Cam Newton, Adrian Peterson, Jameson Crowder, who's been a total disappointment, Jordan Reed, uh, Chris McCaffrey, uh, obviously the big one there. So DJ Moore uh, and on and on and on and on. So just remember that no Panthers, no Washington football team players today. So uh, we move on to the wide receiver rankings. Uh, Scott Engel again was fifth top five. Brandon Murchison was top five in week two. Scott was top five last week in Fantasy Pros aggregate ranking. So off to a good start this season. And another guy off to a good start. Tops Scott's rankings in week number four. These are, again, PPR rankings. You can find the rankings on rotoexperts.com, exclusive edge, in-season package. Mike Thomas comes in at number one. Uh, guys, trivia question for you. There was only five players that saw double-digit targets in all three weeks so far this season. One guy played the other night, and he's now done it for four straight weeks. So there's a hint on one of the guys, but can you name them? Scott, I'll let you guys go rapid fire. Scott, you go first. What's the question again? Three. There's only five guys in the entire league that saw double-digit targets right. in each of the first three weeks. Double-digit targets in each of the first three weeks. Only five. Uh, one of them played the other well, night. Well, obviously, Thomas is... There you go. Mike Thomas. Thomas is one one of them. That's right. Uh, Adam Thielen. That's right. He's the guy that did it the other night, so he's now done it for four weeks. Okay. Jim, any guesses? Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with this one as well. Adam Thielen. I was thinking Cooks, but it hasn't been. Devontae Adams? Nope. Uh, Going to go check my work right now. Juju Smith? No, just missed it. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, man, um, Alvin Kamara, but you said wide receivers, right? It's no, just pass <laughs> catchers in general. Yeah, but receivers. Kamara did not do it. Uh, uh, Odell Beckham, no. So I'll rattle them off for you. Dylan and Thomas yeah, were that. Please, okay. <laughs> uh, T.Y. Hilton is one. Got off to a good start. DeAndre oh, yeah. Hopkins oh, yeah. is another yeah. one, and Zach Ertz oh, is another one. That. So. Uh, the Ertz thing exactly. could go away with Jeffrey coming back into the mix, uh, but he saw 10, 13, and 10 targets. So just those five guys. Now Thielen is the first one to do it four weeks in a row. Um, I'm feeling good about my Thielen stock right now. Uh, obviously, very heavily targeted player. So uh, we'll get back to Scott's rankings. That would break what it up a little feeling. bit there. Yeah, exactly. He's, uh, he's killing it. So you have the two guys that uh, were just guessed, Mike Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. as one and two. Antonio Brown comes in at number three. Julio Jones at number four. They seem to be managing him throughout practice. I, I think that's just going to be like that for the rest of Julio's career. Um, they're just going to manage the amount of practice he has simply because he's dealt with foot and toe injuries, and those have always, to me, seemed to be chronic. I don't know if Dr. Ray or anybody from Inside Injuries has ever given you insight on that, Scott, but a lot of these particularly bigger wide receivers with toe issues or tight ends as well 
they tend to manage those guys practice-wise really throughout the year and throughout their career. Yeah, you know, we've seen it with Calvin Johnson. I think Michael Salfino, uh, you know, t- did a did a report on that a few years ago about just the bigger guys tend to, to get banged up. Yeah. Um, so we keep going. Devontae Adams at five going up against the Bills, but Tredavious White, a tough matchup there potentially for Devontae Adams at times. A.J. Green comes in at number six. He's been a little bit banged up but expected to play. Adam Thielen came in at number seven. He had a really good game the other night. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at eight. Tariq Hill at nine. Mike Evans at ten. I'll stop there, Jim. Any thoughts on any of those guys? Well, look, I'm hoping for a big uh, Tariq Hill bounce back this week, uh, even against Denver. They need to get him back involved. Uh, You know, this team is putting up points, but Hill hasn't done much the last two weeks after having a great week one. Uh, This is definitely a game I think we see a rebound in that. Denver has been pretty good against the pass so far, but really haven't played pass-happy teams, Seattle, Oakland, and Baltimore. So I expect uh, Pat Mahomes to, of course, put up big numbers as he continues to do. But I also like uh, Tyreek Hill to have a bounce-back week this week. Uh, and maybe even finish a little higher than the number nine ranking Scott has him in. Yeah, uh, Scott, you have Keenan Allen at 11. You talked about him earlier where he's not 100%. He'd be be more of an optimal play if they had him out this week and played him next week. But nonetheless, he'll be out there. And then you have Juju Smith-Schuster at number 12. So Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster regularly finding themselves both as wide receiver one, Scott. Yeah, they are. You know, we haven't seen the upside yet uh, from Antonio Brown, but you can't argue with the floor. Unless you're playing daily, you know, Antonio Brown hasn't been killing you. And Juju Smith-Schuster, three 100-yard games to, uh, you know, start the season uh, off to a terrific start. And what what Vegas is projected to be a high-scoring game here. Uh, Stephon Diggs came in at number 13. Emmanuel Sanders here at number 14. Jim, that, that total in that game... It opened at 56 and a half. It's down to 55, but it's funny to say down to 55. It's still the highest total on the slate tomorrow night. And Manny Sanders has been really good to start the season. Um, you would think that he's the guy, if you're playing a game stack of sorts in you know your Monday night contest or your Monday Thursday contest in DFS, you could roll out a stack with Mahomes and Tariq Hill and Kelsey or Hunt, and then come back the other way with Manny Sanders, right? Oh, absolutely. Sanders has shown himself to be the number one on this team, at least target-wise. He's he's getting used heavily every week. I expect that trend to continue against Kansas City, who hasn't been able to stop anybody, uh, especially at home. And the reason Scott has Case Keenum so high is because this is a juicy matchup against a terrible defense. So I, I don't miss that. But I will tell you that they already have them down the the over-under down to 54-and-a-half. So it's come down another half point. Yeah, interesting. I, I think people just saw that number initially. It was so high and just hammered the under because you're not typically going to bet on a game to go to 58. Uh, but uh, we should see. I, I still expect some uh, a fair amount of success fantasy-wise for in that game tomorrow. So you have Jarvis Landry coming in at number 15, been a target monster as well. The good news on the Jarvis Landry front, uh, Scott, is that against the Jets on that Thursday night game, Landry's first five targets were incomplete. They were all from Terod Taylor. When Baker came in, he was 8 of 10, catch rate-wise, and he dropped one of them. So I said this last 
week that I, as much as I was, have been slightly critical of Baker, I was never critical on his accuracy. And I think him being as accurate as he's been, then moving Landry a little bit further down the field than Miami did, I think this lines up for Jarvis Landry to really start to project upwards throughout the season. He was always going to be a valuable fantasy asset, but I think with Baker generating scoring drives and that connection to Landry, that could spell really good things for Jarvis Landry moving forward, like a regular wide receiver one situation. Yeah, I really like Baker Mayfield. Very crisp mechanics for a rookie. Great great setup, great release, gets good zip on his passes, throws well on the run. But, uh, you know, the one thing I will say is that we've seen that in the preseason and also playing in relief when uh, Jamal Adams admitted that they were not prepared for him. You know, the Raiders don't have a good defense, but, you know, they're desperate for a win this week. They are playing at home where the fans are usually scarier than the team over the last two decades. <laughs> but still, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot to ask for a rookie quarterback to go on the road to Oakland, you know, and face that hostile crowd in his, in his debut. So I think we've got to pull a little bit back on Mayfield. You know, we saw Sam Darnold come out great out of the gate, you know, and then he, he slipped back a little bit. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, we've seen ups and downs. So you still got to be a little skeptical, although everything we've seen so far is positive. You know, this is the NFL, and he's still a rookie. Yeah, Jim, here's what I'll say. I, I think Scott puts it well. He sets it up well. You got to tap the brakes. He's not going to take the league by storm. And Pat Mahomes technically isn't a rookie. You know, he had a year to learn under one of the best offensive coaches in this generation of coaches in Andy Reid. But what I like about it, there's two guys that I like moving forward. Well, I guess three. Hyde, I continue to like. Putting Baker to the side for a second because the quarterback discussion is always a little bit different. Like I, I'm not really going to replace any of guys, any of my teams with Baker Mayfield right now. I just I feel good at quarterback almost all the way around. But the fact that he's generating scoring drives, the fact that they are not turning the ball over and actually generating turnovers for themselves puts the Browns in a position where they're generating scoring drives. It leaves more opportunities like we saw for Carlos Hyde last Thursday for potentially Jar- Jarvis Landry. Obviously, Callaway is a little bit of a home run hitter, but I'm not a huge advocate of him in general, but I think it puts David Njoku in a good position too. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that that's my thought process on the Browns. Baker can generate scoring drives, so the rising tide lifts all boats kind of scenario. And I'm with you. You know, the one thing we saw once Baker came in last week was the two of his first couple of passes went right to David Njoku, yep. which was definitely an uptick uh, for anything that we've seen from him so far this season. But then it just dropped out, and he didn't see anything more for the rest of the game, which surprised me. I'm hoping a full week of working together, working with this offense, gives Baker that trust to come back to Njoku because, look, let's face it, he gives them a great option in the end zone. Uh, Anytime they get in the red zone, he should be somebody that they're highly considering getting involved in the playmaking. So hopefully that starts to come together this week. Yeah, so just my thoughts on the Browns. I I think it's important to note that Scott's right. He's still a rookie. This isn't going to be the Chiefs, but – uh, we like it in general. So you have Cal Ridley at 16, Tyler Boyd at 17, another popular DFS play this week. Mike Williams is at 18, and then Demarius Thomas at 19, Geronimo Allison at 20, Will Fuller at 21, a big DFS tournament play this week is Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton at 22. T.Y. Hilton's numbers historically against the Texans 
have been unbelievably good. So that's something to consider for your seasonal leagues. I would also take a look at I want to see if there's a stat here on T.Y. Hilton. He has 17 catches for 304 yards with three touchdown catches in their past three meetings. Nine touchdown catches in 12 career meetings, and two of his three highest single-game receiving yard totals have come against Houston. I knew it. I knew it. That was off the top of my head, but I knew it. He kills the Texans. He's three touchdown catches in his past four against the division. So T.Y. Hilton, I think in line, just historically, for a big day. Obviously, we haven't seen Luck do much this week. Uh, Will Fuller, but Geronimo Allison, guys, I'll go to you first, Jim, and then quickly to Scott. Geronimo Allison probably moves up here, continues to move up with the news that Randall Cobb is unlikely to play. No, absolutely does. He's going to be highly involved, especially if you believe what they're saying about Rodgers looking a little healthier this week. I'm not sure if he's going to really look healthy all year. I think he's going to have to deal with this all season long. But the fact of the matter is they're coming home. They need a win. Uh, I absolutely believe that Allison is a great play with Cobb out. Uh, Don't fault that at all. He may end up higher than 20, but I think 20 is a perfect place to land in right now. So, Scott, I'll let you comment on that when we come back because we're going to break right now. But uh, one other guy you have there, Sterling Shepard at number 24. He's one of the top value DFS plays on the whole slate. So consider Sterling Shepard in your lineups as a lockdown value. We'll come right back and talk tight ends after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. thought this is Bowie and uh, Freddie Mercury, which is one of the great rock songs of all time. And it's almost unforgivable what this guy did to this, but it was like a top hit. What are you going to do? Vanilla Ice. Scott is spitting hot fire What do you mean, right what can you do? You can take this crap off. Turn out the lights and I'll glow. It's an angle, it's an angle combination. Please get him to stop. Please, It's an angle combination. So uh, thanks for joining us here. We're going to open the phone Jim lines. doesn't like rap. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. It's not his. It's not, not his bad rap, spot. no. Um, That's a great song. <laughs> That's a great song. No, wow, no, no, we no, no. differ yeah, on no, our no, choices no. of great. The songs. original was a great yeah, song. It's all subjective, but it was a this big. This is hit. a very popular hit. I, don't, I wouldn't call it a great song. I mean, they. Just, I don't they care if it was a big hit. People are stupid. <laughs> So subjective. Well, hopefully we're not stupid regarding our rankings this week. Uh, And before we keep going, um, head on over to DailyRoto.com. It's the industry-leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. So once once you're there, just click on Go Premium. You can use the same daily fantasy lineup optimizer that has helped DailyRoto customers achieve such remarkable success. And if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the new sports betting tab. Will you be able to use the same tools that have produced all those daily fantasy winnings for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and player props? 
So go to dailyroto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. It's dailyroto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. So uh, we're here until 10 o'clock Eastern. Then I am going to stay on with Gabe Morency and Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, for Lineup Lock Live, the game day edition. And then uh, Fantasy Football Live is after that. That is Corey and Gabe uh, with Chris Welsh chiming in for updates every half an hour. That's one to four. And then from four to eight, you have uh, Joe Galena, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz chiming in with injuries uh, updates, live score updates, and performance updates every half an hour. And then these two gentlemen, uh, Scott Engel, the Fantasy Hall of Famer, and Jim Day, We'll be back for Fantasy Football Rewind, just recapping the day's events. So you'll get a full day of football watching in. Sit back, watch the games, and start checking the scores. I know, Scott, uh, you're a guy that doesn't really check the scores during the day. I really try not to as well. I, I will take a glance every once in a while, but uh, I really try to settle in and at least enjoy the 1 o'clocks before I start to get any kind of snapshot. Otherwise, you're driving yourself nuts over something that you have no control over, and you're I, in my personal experience, I take a little bit of the fun away from watching football when I'm uh, when I'm clock watching or score watching all the time. Yeah, I don't. You know, a lot of people have not believed me in the past that I don't even look at my live scoring until about seven thirty on Sunday because I just want to don't want to stress myself out with it at all. And uh, those who don't believe me, you know, they got to step outside themselves just because you do it doesn't mean that I do it. It's, uh, you know, there's enough I can't control with fantasy football. I'm not going to drive myself crazy. You know, once you set your lineups, that's all you can control. People overthink things and they'll say, well, should I start Cousins because the other guy is Thielen and and, uh, and and Stephon Diggs and or Stephon Diggs. You can't control what the other team does. There's nothing you can tr- control after you set your lineup. You know, you just got to sit back and let it all flow in. Yeah. So and if you guys don't believe no, Scott, I'm even worse. I don't check my lineups until Monday morning. Well, there you go. Well, that's because you got 900 of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tougher for you to tally them. It takes uh, hours to do that. But uh, how are you doing overall, actually, Jim? Since you have so many more leagues easier. than I do. It's probably actually easier for me than it is for you because I have this big, big spreadsheet that does it all for me. Well, there you go. Um, I'm off to a good start this year. But wow! I, I, you. I, but the, here's the thing: I'll say, I'm off to such a good start that I'm worried. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I just feel like the bottom can fall out. I'm having a little bit too much good going? good fortune, oh, Scott. Mike, we we lost you, Mike. So we didn't hear what you said. Oh, okay. We fumbled you for a second. I didn't. Okay, so but we recovered. I'm off to a good start uh, in my leagues. I have seven leagues. I'm off to a really good start. Uh, high scores and all that kind of stuff. But it's been so good that I'm a little concerned because I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out, A, or B, I might be having a little bit too much good luck. You know, it doesn't mean that the teams aren't good, but I'm having such good luck early with big point totals that I I wonder if I'm not uh, honestly assessing my teams. Do you know what I mean, Scott? Yeah, it's it's still early. You know, last last year, actually, I started 0-4 in one league. And then uh, I only lost one game the rest of the way, made the playoffs and second-best record. So it's still early. Yeah, Jim, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to always every week, I'm trying to honestly assess my teams. See, like, well, where's the weak spot? Should I just be cutting this guy? Should I be picking up somebody to improve elsewhere? But I've been sort of inact- relatively inactive on waiver wires because a whole bunch of my teams are doing so well. Um, 
you have to be mindful. Sure sounds like a humble brag to me. It is. But, uh... It is. And I, I cop to that. It is. But I, I, I always try to make sure from an analytical standpoint that I'm honestly assessing things. Do you know what I mean? So in that sense, no, like, no, I, that can be hard. I, I get what you're saying. You're, you're trying to make sure that while they're doing so well now, looking forward, you could see that continuing or where is the bottom going to drop out on which player and yeah. trying to move before that happens. Absolutely. Like every, is my head in the clouds about player. Carlos Hyde? Like that, I think no. that, you know, I just wonder that. No, of course you do. Everybody does. It's Cleveland. They can do Cleveland at any time and the True. walls come crushing down. But, you know, I'm with you. I like Hyde coming in. I think Hyde continues his good play. Uh, look, he, he was, he's a good all-around running back. He can do it all. And as long as he can do it all, he's going to stay on the field. And I, I guess, the, you know, this Browns offense definitely gets an uptick with Baker there. I think that comes all the way back down to Hyde. So, no, I, I get what you're saying. you got to try and look ahead and see where the bottom might fall out on a particular player, when to move that player when you can. Uh, you don't always know, but there's some signs that indicate sometimes where you can look, where – you can make changes that don't look good for you now, but look good for you later on in the season, especially if you got a player that is doing well right now. But when you look at their playoff run at the end of the season and they're going against, you know, three of the top defenses in the league, you know, now is the time to start looking about making a change for somebody who has a better schedule in the playoffs. Yeah. So, Scott, if I were going to go, always, if I were gonna go with an Engel-esque team, pun, no matter what your record go ahead. Is. Go ahead. Say again, Scott. You always got to look to improve your team no matter what what your record is, you know, especially with the bye weeks coming up. If I was going to do an Engel-esque pun, I would have said, so i got to keep my hide out of the clouds. <laughs> Come on. Come <laughs> oh, on. Man. I know. But that's, a... that's, that's even too bad for Scott. <laughs> so uh, let's go to tight ends for now. We're going to open the phone lines uh, now. So we'll answer the questions in the next segment, but we're going to line a few of you up. Uh, if you want to give us a call, it's 844-843-6879. That's 84FNTSY. So we'll line up those calls. We'll take them at the top of the next segment. So uh, tight ends right now. PPR rankings again on rotoexperts.com. Scott Engel's rankings. Travis Kelsey comes in at number one. I think Travis Kelsey's the top tight end for the rest of the season. I'm not going out on a limb by saying that. I just think that the way this offense is going and the manner in which he can be targeted, that week one situation was a complete anomaly. I just see him being open a lot and being heavily targeted. Gronkowski comes in at number two. Rashad Safety Rashad Jones is out. That probably helps uh, the Pats uh, to help attack with Gronk. Zach Ertz comes in at number three. Again, he's one of only five guys to see double-digit targets in the first three weeks. Jimmy Graham comes in at number four. He's another guy we were just talking about uh, managing practices. So when you see Jimmy Graham like just doesn't practice on Wednesdays, that's just a Jimmy Graham thing. Like He's just not going to. He's a big guy. He's had a lot of injuries over the course of his career, and I think whatever team he's on tries to manage him, whether it's Seattle and now Green Bay. Tyler Eifert comes in at number five. He's It's the age-old thing with Eifert that we say, Scott. When he's out there, he's got the ability to be a monster, and you have him all the way in your top five this week going up against Atlanta. Yeah, you know, that game is uh, one of the highest implied totals of the week. I believe the highest implied total of the Sunday slate and, you know, when Eifert's in there, you know, we started seeing more targets last week, which is encouraging, you know, he's not just a red zone threat for today. Just uh, just to back up for a second, I want to understand. I want to make sure everybody knows what we mean, what we mean when we say implied total. So Vegas puts out an over under total, 
We talk about them all the time. In this Bengals-Falcons game, it happens to be 53. The Falcons are now four point four. Uh, so 54. Sorry, I'll change that. 54. Going up every second. The Falcons. Yeah, it really is. It's changing constantly. The Falcons uh, are four-point favorites right now. So basically, that means that Vegas expects the point total to be 54 and the Falcons to win by four. So let me do this math real quick. 30 to, 30 to 24 would be 50. 28.75 for Atlanta, 25.25 for Cincinnati. Thank you for doing that for me. So that is the implied total using the Vegas numbers to suggest that Atlanta will score just under. Obviously, they can't score half points, but around 29 points. That's a very high implied point total for a particular week for a team. They're expecting to get nearly 30 points. So when we say that term implied total, I just want to make sure people know. I'm sure plenty of you out there are like, of course, dude, we know this. We play fantasy football. But some people, you know, we use terminology. I don't like to go over people's heads. Uh, you can you can always catch up if you're, if you're listening along, but we want to make sure you know what that means. So uh, we go to Tyler. But let's further expand on that for one last sure. second. It, it's a good baseline to use, and Absolutely. it does help fantasy footballers because, look, this is how good Vegas is at this. On the over-under lines on the season, they are 23-25. and 25. They were 8-8 eight and eight last week, exactly where they want to be. They want to yes. be 8-8. Eight and eight. They were 23-25 and 25 so far on the season. So these guys get this right. It's a really good starting point for when you're looking at what player if you come up against player a and player b you know if one team has a very low implied point total the other one has a very high you know it definitely gives some weight to that added player yeah so i uh, totally agree um vegas just they just want the rake baby they want they want yeah, the right. even money they'll take the rake they're building new buildings out there every day so as jim said they're pretty darn good at this and it's a good way for us to uh, use data in order to suggest, you know, you start combining implied point totals with market share of certain players, and it starts to formulate. Obviously, you don't hit the projections at 100%, but you start hitting them with some regularity, and it allows you to understand how to build DFS lineups and certainly choose, I don't know, today I had a buddy texting me, do I do I start Michael Crabtree over Calvin Ridley or vice versa? Our numbers have Crabtree. Clearly, Ridley is always going to have more upside. But right now, the numbers have Crabtree because the Steelers' past events has been terrible too. People are going to do recency bias with Calvin Ridley, and I think there's a lot of potential here for Calvin Ridley for the rest of the season. But this week, our numbers say Crabtree. You can ignore them, and you could be right. But over the course of the year, uh, our numbers are going to look really good. So uh, anyway, I'll keep going. Uh, Jerry Cook at number six. I said this in a chat somewhere else in like a Daily Roto chat. Starting Eric Ebron and Jared Cook makes me physically ill, but in DFS this week, both guys are really good plays. Ebron is a very good value play, and Cook is even a drop down from him and FanDuel. But you have Cook at number six going up against Cleveland. Kyle Rudolph came in at number seven, had an okay game the other night. O.J. Howard at number eight. George Kittle at nine. We talked about him earlier in the show. I kind of like this matchup. Uh, But, you know, if C.J. Beathard got killed today uh, under the pass rush of the Chargers, it, it wouldn't surprise me, even though there's no Joey Bosa there. Vance McDonald at number 10, so you like him to continue along the tight end one conversation. Eric Ebron at 11. Austin Hooper at 12. Hooper doesn't see enough targets to regularly get him into this tight end one conversation, but obviously with the high total, Scott, you like Hooper to potentially sneak in there. 
Yeah, not a lot of targets, but again, you know, they they go to everybody with Julio Jones in the red zone. I do think Mohamed Sanu gets a revenge game touchdown today, but you you have to like Cooper for a few red zone targets. Yeah, so keep going. Uh, Ebron at 11, Austin Hooper, Trey Burton at 13, David Njoku at 14, Ben Watson at 15 here, Jim. Uh, I believe he's the oldest tight end in the league. He's like 36, but he's still out there, still doing it. High point total today. Giants haven't covered a tight end in years. And Ben Watson in here at number 15. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's a little low for my liking. I actually like him a lot this week. Uh, like you said, Giants have never been very good against tight ends. Uh, you know, their numbers look good this year against tight ends, but only because they haven't faced any yet. Uh, you know, Watson is, is starting to creep up, get a few more targets from Breeze. In a game that I expect to be a total shootout, I wanted every piece of this as I can have, and I, I definitely have a lot of Watson in some stacks with Breeze and Michael Thomas or stacks with Breeze and Kamara in this one. Uh, you know, he's got a chance to finally get on the, the touchdown board this week against a giant team that is just going to struggle to stop him. Yeah, and, you know, Trey Burton in, in there at number 13. The Bucks are the worst team in the league against fantasy opposing fantasy tight ends right now. And it's not just the one Vance McDonald play against Philly the week before. 15 catches for 151 to the tight end position. Steelers have been really bad against tight ends too, but Baltimore's got that herd of players. I believe Hayden Hurst is back out there today this week though, right, Scott? Uh, it's, it's iffy, you know, and inside injuries are saying optimal recovery time is week five. It could be a game time decision. Got it. So I, uh, I wouldn't be using Hayden Hurst. I, I think they might still uh, the combination of Boyle and Mark Andrews. Got it. Uh, so Chiefs tight Chiefs are also bad against tight ends, but Denver lost Jake Butt for the season this week. It's a real bummer. He was a guy that I scooped up in a lot of waiver wires early in the season because I thought that could be something, but uh, he's out for the year with another torn ACL. I think it's the third ACL injury of his career, and it's the other yes. leg that he injured uh, in his senior year in his bowl game. So that's a very devastating injury for him. And for the Broncos, it falls back to Jeff Hoyerman, who hadn't really done much uh, to this point in his career. So uh, there you are. There you are for the tight ends. Uh, I don't know if anything else jumps out to you at this position, guys. But if not, uh, I need to ask you a question. Because one of our loyal listeners, uh, Wes Linden, tweeted at me. Uh, I want to find the exact tweet so I have the, uh, the entire setup. But he said, do I trade Kareem Hunt for Deshaun Watson? And he has... Uh, oh. He has... <laughs> Carlos Hyde, James Conner, Devonta Freeman. His current quarterbacks no. are Mayfield and Dalton. So does he trade Hunt no. for Watson? No. Yeah, I said no too. In case you're not hearing me, I said no. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Don't Both guys think are underperforming, about but but you don't you don't you don't trade a top twelve fantasy running back for you know a guy who's a, a, a top twelve fantasy quarterback. It's you know just something you don't do. Yeah, I told him his RBs are still good, but Freeman is a tenuous situation. What if what if Bell came back? Uh, then you're in a situation where Carlos Hyde is your top guy, and you lost Freeman to another injury. I just don't think you can do it. Uh, even though you may not be in love with Mayfield and Dalton, I would look for no. a different trade. It's too much to give up. <laughs> no, it's just no. It's just no. Okay. Don't even think about it. Okay. <laughs> So there you go. I'll make sure that he knows. I told him no. But uh, 
We open the phone lines. We'll see if we have the calls, but I'll give it again. 844-843-6879. We'll line up the calls and knock them out after the break when we close out the show on FST. It's Mike, Jim, and Scott. Uh, We'll come back to answer your calls and go over some DFS information after this. Kamara, Sterling Shepard, Gio Bernard. Those are all your popular plays this week. We'll be right back. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Tub thumping on this Sunday morning. Oh, yeah, but you like vanilla ice. Give me a break. Your opinion is no more valid than mine. It's all subjective. <laughs> so we're back on the final segment here for FST today. Um, BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. Head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. Man, running up and down the stairs ain't what it used to be. Jeez. Think, I think I could do this without being out of breath, but apparently not. So um, let's see. Let's go to – I'm going to go to my DFS lineup. Oh, actually, no. We should have some calls here. Let me let me get those knocked out. Uh, just one caller right now, but if you guys want to call us, please do so at 844-843-6879. Justin from Pittsburgh, what do you got? How's it going, guys? Uh, I'm in a 12-team full-point PPR. I'm looking at uh, Marshawn Lynch. Philip Lindsay or Doug Baldwin in the flex? Definitely don't use Baldwin. He's not going to be 100%. Comes down to Lindsay and Lynch, and I just think you know, Lynch, with uh, you know the, the amount of touchdowns that he scores, he just has such a safe floor. Uh, you know, he's borderline RB1 because you can pretty much count on 60 yards and a touchdown every week. I think Lynch is the safest play. I'm all in on that as well. Look, uh, we don't know what this team is going to do to Lindsay, if anything. Uh, you know, it, it could be something where they limit his touches, uh, maybe sit him out for a quarter, maybe do nothing and let him play all game. We just don't know. With Lynch, like Scott says, he's got that nice safe floor. I think that floor continues today and actually increases with the matchup that he has. I would go Lynch all day with this matchup. So there you go. We'll see if we have any other calls come in. We'll let you know. And uh, in lieu of that, why don't we go to uh, let's go to my DFS lineups, uh, and I'll tell you exactly how I did here on Fanduel. Or if G- Scott, if you have one lined up, why don't you do your Fanduel lineup? Uh, actually, 
I'm still working on my FanDuel. So okay. uh, I, I have one right, of each, so, two Jim, of each, whatever you today, need. Today I can give I can give out DraftKings. Go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Uh, well, I, okay, okay. Uh, let me go first. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I use the daily run lineup optimizer for this one. Although I do have, uh, yeah, I'm working on my FanDuel ones right now. Uh, Andy Dalton, uh, Giovanni Bernard, Sony Michelle, Geronimo Allison, Odell Beckham Jr. Sterling Shepard, Eric Ebron, Alvin Kamara, and the Colts. And the one that I didn't use the optimizer for was Drew Brees, Saquon Barkley, Gio Bernard, Odell, Muhammad Sanu, Sterling Shepard, Ben Watson, Tevin Coleman, and the Jets. Heavy uh, giant stack, uh, New Orleans stack there. Uh, okay. So, Jim, why don't you go now? Okay, for DK, uh, this one... This one I like is Dalton, Bernard, uh, Scott did. I have Elliott in there. Uh, I have Michael Thomas. I have Shepard. I have Taylor Gabriel, Hooper. Landry is my flex. And then the Jets defense. So I. The Jets defense. I'm running them out in two spots. They're 2,400 on DraftKings. Yeah, really. It's kind of hard to pass up that value. Uh, no matter what, at this point, their defense is playing strong. I like Landry a lot more than the. I mean, the Delhi Roto guys have them as a as a value. I actually have them as a little higher value than what they did. That's the one thing I love about their lineup optimizer is that you can go in and tweak it to your own personal preferences yeah. as well as what they have. You don't have to agree with everything they put up there. If you think something is higher or lower, you can make those adjustments and then run the lineups. So I, I, I love that aspect. I just made an adjustment the right now. great two-step process, process for that is – you know, go to the Daily Roto homepage and read like Drew Dickmeyer's Week Four rundown, and then you can cherry pick which players you like. That's what and I And then do. you'll only include them in the optimizer. That's what I do. I, I basically do that. I mean, I build my lineups by hand, uh, so, but you can do it automatically. But basically, I take notes. I, I I read the rundown. I take notes on the rundown. Uh, sorry, I read the rundown and listen to their podcast in accordance with it. And I'm making the notes. And basically, it's a pool right now. If I'm looking at it top to bottom, this is including every quarterback and every running back, every wide receiver, tight end, and defense. It's maybe 50 players. And obviously, you're only using one QB. And then you whittle it down a little bit more. And then wide receivers, you whittle it down. But but really, so my lineup is a cash lineup. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Gio Bernard, Sterling Shepard, Jarvis Landry, I'm going Corey Davis, which is one guy I don't have tons of confidence in, but I, I think it could be a Corey Davis week. I'll throw Zach Ertz in on the flip side of that game at 7,000. And then Sony Michelle in the flex in the Bears D. So, obviously, I have some pretty high upside guys there, but for a cash lineup, I feel pretty good about that. So, um, I don't know if you guys pick apart any of those. If you don't like Davis, if you, I mean, you're already using Michelle Scotty, well, David, so I know you're on Davis board. is the only one, like you said, though, it's hard to trust. Daily Roto guys like him. They have, you know, as a good value this week because of his cost. But I, every time I looked at him in the lineup optimizer, I ended up going back and taking him out. Uh, again, I just, the trust isn't there. I yeah. know Mariota's starting this week. He's still getting a ton of targets, and he could very well come to that value that they say i just don't trust him so i always found myself taking him out yeah um 
I could see myself using a Taylor Gabriel in DK lineups too, by the way. He's a guy that I can get at a cheaper price where I'll throw Taylor Gabriel in some DK lineups because DK is. Well, Quincy and Nunez is another one. That's at, a good one. At 4,300. That's a good you one. Know, he definitely gives you a PPR floor at, at the least. So, you know, in DraftKings, I would absolutely play him, not so much in Fandle. So we're going to have Judy. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Muhammad Sanu at 3,600 on DraftKings for the revenge game touchdown. Uh, we're going to have Drew Dinkmeyer on here in about a half an hour. Uh, he'll be doing a Daily Roto DFS breakdown from 10.15 to 10.30. That's on Lineup Lock Live after we leave this show behind. But, Drew, uh, I would listen in because it's uh, solid gold every week when those guys are on, and Drew will be helping us out for 15 minutes or so. So we have one more uh, caller here. We have Holly from New Jersey. Holly, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I have sure. uh, some tough decisions. Um, I'm sitting pretty good in my lead. I'm in a, a 10-team uh, full CPR. And, of course, like any week, you want to get a win. So this week I'm having a little tight end problem. Um, I have Trey Burton, and I also picked up uh, David and Ducal. Um, I don't know which one to start. And also Tyler Eifert is out there on the waivers. I'm always like kind of like waiver – trying to sneak up on the waivers before the next week and stuff like that. Also, I don't know I don't know which tight end to play, and I don't know if I should drop one of my tight ends and pick up a Mike Williams or a John Brown. Whoa, just whoa, whoa, to, whoa. Uh, you wait, hang on, hang on. You got a lot going on here? So here's what I'll say. Scott's rankings have Eifert in front. So I would cut and joke yeah, him and pick up Eifert. Him. Yeah. So and play Eifert okay. this week. And then Trey Burton will be your backup. I like Njoku as much as I just okay. talked about Njoku. I don't like him as much as the upside of Eifert from a week-to-week basis. But additionally, okay. I would pick up Eifert. And while you always want to roster a second tight end, I'm not leaving Mike Williams mm-hmm. on the waiver wire anywhere. you got to pick him up now. Mm. Start him this week. Yeah, I would go one. I don't t- know who to drop. I don't know who to drop. Do your second tight end. That's what I'm telling you. If your league, You play in a 10-team league, don't you? Yes. yes, she said it was a 10-team yes. league. See, see, that's the thing. With a 10-team league, you can't always have everybody. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. But I don't have, are, I only have. But go, only guys, have go with one tight end and pick up, just cut no, no. both Who's the other wide receivers? Who's the other wide receivers? I got Cooper, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. So my only wide oh. receivers, I'm running back heavy. I would drop Cooper for Mike Williams in a freaking heartbeat. That's yeah. what I yeah, was going to do. I was scared to let him go. I was scared nope. to let him let go. Let him go. Why? Yeah. Why? So he's he's just, he he he's can have one, nine, one for, catch for nine yards again this week. He's going to make you crazy all year yeah. long. You're not going to ever know, know when to play him. Holly, you're never going to know, know when to play him. And Mike Williams is a guy that we just got through saying a little while ago is kind of a must start every week now. He's going to be a, a stud okay. for the rest of the year. No problem about Cooper. You could have also cut your second tight end. With Eifert as injury-prone as it is, I understand wanting to have a backup. But cut Njoku today, exactly. pick up Eifert, cut Mari Cooper, pick up Mike Williams. And I think that solves all your problems. So thank you for the call. We appreciate you giving us thank a call. You. Yep. So, uh, thank you. So, guys, all right, we, we kicked around some uh, uh, DFS ideas. I, Jim, forgive me. I missed which defense you picked on your DFS lineup. I had Jets on one. I have Indy on another. Uh, Cleveland on another, and I, you know, 
Uh, Indy, I have a lot. Uh, I just think that they have a good matchup. I think Jets were cost-effective. Cleveland, a little bit more costly on FanDuel, but still a, a, a good matchup, I think, for them. So there's definitely some good defenses to play uh, to get away from that top tier this week. The Packers, the Jaguars, and the Bears are going to be the more popular DFS plays today defensively. If you're looking for salary relief, you have the Colts, uh, as Scott mentioned, and they're playing well to start the season. And then the Cowboys uh, potentially going up against the Lions. And the Jets. Uh, yeah, and the, and the Jets, yeah, like, Jets. like Jim mentioned. I, and the Cowboys are interesting because while the Lions played well last week, they have not shown an ability for, to, to protect Stafford, and the, that's obviously the strength of the Cowboys' defense. Even with Sean Lee out, the strength of the Cowboys' defense is getting some heat on the passer, Scott. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and they have big corners who can hang with those big receivers in Detroit. And they're like a basketball team. You know, they slow the pace down and they play half court. So this is going to be a low scoring game. And you got to look for sacks and turnovers first and foremost. So, you know, that's why I like, you know, the Seahawks and the Colts a lot today. And, you know, a couple other ones, Jim. While, you know, the Chargers are, or the Chargers and the Seahawks are a couple of options. Uh, on DFS that may not be as popular, so you could see lower ownership on a couple of teams like that um, and, and maybe differentiate yourself a little bit on the on the slate if you're using teams like that. They may not be the most popular choices because they are uh, a little bit more expensive uh, and maybe people are going to try and pivot down to the Bears. But, for example, the Bears are 4,300 on FanDuel. The Hawks and Chargers are 4,400. The Bears matchup is way juicier on paper, so you tend to see lower ownership with teams like the Chargers and the Hawks, but they could capitalize on the Hawks, obviously on a rookie quarterback, and the Chargers on a, a backup quarterback. No, absolutely. Any of these plays are, are decent plays. I, I tend to prefer not to pay up on defenses uh, unless it's just a flat-out, uh, I have the room after putting together a good, solid top of the lineup. But most of the time, I'm usually looking for the value plays on defense because I want to stack up on, on more chalk players up above. Yeah, and the strategic thing, too, Scott, when it comes to DFS and defenses, I think people sometimes – Less experienced players will sometimes look at a defense and be like, uh, you know, they're going to be in a high-scoring game, and I don't want them to give up 30 points. The points allowed is a fractional concern. What you're really looking for is the turnovers and the sacks that we've mentioned a couple of times in this segment. So don't worry if you think that a team is going to give up a bunch of points. Like, for example, the Ravens tonight. They could give up a bunch of points to the Steelers, but, you know, Ben's good for a strip sack fumble return touchdown against the Ravens as good as he is against any team. And they might put up 35 on the Ravens tonight, but nonetheless, uh, it could still be an okay game to start the Ravens because of what I just mentioned. Yeah, and, you know, that's why I like the Colts because Houston has given up 10 sacks. The Colts are underrated. They have 10 sacks, and... uh you know, Deshaun Watson, is he's just not playing very well right now. If the big play's not there, it's almost like he's becoming Michael Vick-like where, you know, he does it, or Colin Kaepernick-like where he you know, he can't pre- pre- complete high percentage passes. And it's you'll, you'll also get the points down, but you'll get some sacks. Jim, what have I missed here over these two hours? What is one stance or one hot take that you had that I, I blew past and didn't give you, uh, I, I, we didn't talk about? 
Well, I, I think we covered quite a lot in two hours, so I'm not really sure there's anything that really sticks out in me as something we've missed on the week. But, you know, one of the things that, that I, oh, I'm I know what we really did. liking I know we this week. Go ahead. You go first, oh, and then I'll then tell you, you what ahead. we forgot. No, no, go for it. Survivor pool picks. If you knew, we forgot survivor picks. Uh, I, I got crushed by Minnesota last week. I'm done. <laughs> as did we all. As did we all. But, uh, you know, who would you pick this week? You know, so the funny part is I have in the in the pool that I do with my friends, I've picked the Chargers. Maybe I shouldn't say this on air because they might be listening, but I picked the Chargers. And I'm thinking of switching because I think they'll pick the Chargers. So I think I'm going to go with the Bears here. I don't think Rosen's going to get it done today. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Green Bay, you know, if you've already used the Chargers. Rosen you know, is against Buffalo. the Seahawks. Oh, I keep doing that. I, I don't know why I have keep having this that. brain cramp with the I like Green Cardinals Bay Bears today. I, I think, <laughs> you know, they're going to watch the film from last week and say, that's not happening to us this week. I meant Fitz isn't going to get it done today, not Rosen. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going with Seattle. I, I think Seattle, you know, has the pieces starting to come back together with Baldwin coming back. Even if he's not 100%, he definitely gives uh, Russell Wilson another weapon. And I'm with you. I just think that Seattle gets after Rosen a lot in this game. I still think he does some good, elevates David Johnson, Fitzgerald a little bit. Even Christian Kirk could get involved in this one. Uh, Seattle's secondary hasn't been the greatest, but I do think that the pieces are starting to come together with Baldwin coming back, and I think Seattle is a good choice this week. Yeah, so, but I so I screwed that all up. I like hearing that, but I think I'm going to pick the Bears <laughs> today because I think I think the Fitz magic will run out today. Uh, I, I I would I shouldn't bet on Mitch Trubisky. Well, let, let's address that real quick, then, because this is a question that's going to come up a ton. Yeah. If he comes out today and lays an egg, are we looking at a change in quarterback next week for Tampa Bay? Well, yes. there was already a report out there this morning that uh, yeah, the Ryan you know, they were close thing. to yeah. giving him the hook last week. Why would he say that? Why would Cutter go into a team meeting and say that? I was thinking about pulling him for Ryan Griffin. Why would you ever say something like that? It makes everybody think that their job is on the line Motivation. every play. Motivation. That that that's what that's uh, what bosses that's weak. do. You know, it's like that's a weak thing I, for I'm gonna, head coach I'm to do. Fire you. I'm going to fire you or pull you from your job so you you better start doing things right. That's just how some Well, how about he starts coaching uh, right? He's got them 2 and 1 so far in the season. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I think I it's agree. a terrible job Mike. by Cutter. I, yeah. it's a stupid thing to say if he said it like that. Now, there's things can sometimes be a game of telephone, but if he said it like that, like, "Hey guys," and he said it in a team meeting, like, "Hey guys, everybody's job is on the line." Ryan Griffin was almost in last week. Like, really? The guy the guy that's thrown for 1200 yards is job on the line? And everybody's job is on the line every play. It's a stupid way to approach it, in my opinion. Ryan Griffin. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Uh, you'll hear Jim and Scott later today on Fantasy Football Rewind at 8 o'clock Eastern, 8 to 10. So, guys, good luck today. Have fun. And I'll talk to you all next week.